Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know oh, this yeah. one, oh, yeah. kind of. Hopefully they do the kick move. Yes, the kick. <laughs> I live for that kick. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season three of Nice to Have a Friend podcast. I am Lauren, and my co-host Allison is also here. Hello, everybody. And we are in for a very unique episode today. This is probably the first of its kind on our podcast. Maybe not the last of its kind, but it's definitely a unique episode that we're doing today but I'm excited about it. I am very excited about this one and I am very excited that Lauren is allowing me to do this because I'm sure that if you've been listening along you've heard that I have a new hobby and interest that I was not expecting, Lauren was not expecting, many people were not expecting. 2020 is so unexpected this only fits. But this has been such a happy surprise yeah unlike the coronavirus so I'm very excited to share with you guys my new interest in k-pop today i will promise you this is not just gonna be something that you're gonna be like allison this is too deep not weird like not weird no just think (laughs) everyone has different interests they're not weird they're different yes and i will say that i'm one of those people for the longest time that was like i don't get this like they're singing in another language that i don't understand how why do people like this i don't really get it um but i slowly started to understand and so There were two big things that kind of helped me break into it, and so Lauren and I are going to talk about that a little bit today, but before we get into the world of K-pop, we have to do a little catching up, because I actually haven't seen Lauren in a couple weeks. Yeah, we've been busy. I haven't seen you since before Thanksgiving, and now we're December 5th. I know. Rolling along. Tennessee is currently playing football, and I'm not watching, and I'm not working. Everyone should be proud. This is called growth. That's how uninterested we are (laughs) in this season. We're not watching the game. I still love them. I just don't like watching it right now and I think us not watching and supporting is going to help them be better as a team next year because I think they can tell that people have like checked out and I think that's going to hurt their feelings it's going to hurt their feelings they don't care they don't (laughs) I promise they don't care oh my gosh how was your Thanksgiving um it was really good but it was really different and I'm a very like nostalgic person and I don't think I even realized how nostalgic I am But despite that, like, I even still enjoyed it because the basic elements were still there. Like, my best parts of Thanksgiving is, like, when I lived at home, I went home, like, I went to the grocery store with my mom every Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And then on Wednesday, I helped her cook and, like, ate and chatted with her while she cooked. And then Thursday, I woke up and watched the parade and, like, took a shower. And my mom was cooking the whole time. And it's just, like, this very, like, I'm trying to think, like, all of my five senses are, like, involved on Thanksgiving. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, that feeling. I could just feel what I usually feel on Thanksgiving. But it was still there, basically. Mm-hmm. The parade was still good. Like, I thought they did a really good job. I didn't see anything it. of it. Uh, I mean, I driving, there was no so. one there. But, like, they still had the floats and everything. And they had pre-recorded the mm-hmm. performances. So they would just splice those in. It was okay. kind of like a special. Did they actually sing or was it lip-syncing? Lip-syncing, okay. as always. Like you know, But, like, I still appreciate it anyways. So that was good. And then, actually, at Thanksgiving, it was just my immediate family. And then my mom's brother and his son. And it's usually like 25 people, no less. But we actually took like Meals on Wheels to everybody in that lives like in my hometown who couldn't come. So it was good. And the food was really good. And this was the first year that I helped cook. So that was really fun. And now I'm like, dang, I could probably do Thanksgiving by myself if it was not the turkey and ham. 
Like if I could pick that up. What about you? Uh, Well, I know before I said I might not get to go home, but things changed and I did. Yeah. And that was, Thanksgiving was weird for me because this is the first year where it was like a there and back situation. It was not a go home, home, really. But I had to work on Thanksgiving morning at the news station, but I drove home immediately after and then went straight to my grandparents' house where we have our family gathering. It wasn't as many people, just like you said. It was pretty much just the close family that all works together and lives together. Um, But At the farm. Yes. But it was nice to be able to come home because I hadn't been home in a couple months which is a lot for me that it'd is been a like, lot it'd been like two months by the time that I'd gone home but it was it that. was a beautiful day I didn't mind driving it was it was beautiful. nice to see my parents and then I came back the next day because we had a basketball game on Saturday so it was very it was just like a weekend kind of but really just for one night but I was yeah. glad to get to go home but I didn't really get to see the parade or do anything really busy because i was busy and then by the time i got home that night i was kind of tired something that is related to my family's thanksgiving um and this is not necessarily a plug to like force you guys to go and follow us on instagram but if you do no it it kind of is but if you do follow us on instagram lauren and i try to find fun memes and stuff that we end up relating to things we talk about on the episode and we're like whoa that's so funny i usually also try to find things that embody like both of us yeah both of our so this was a weird thing but lauren found one this week and it is a bunch of old ladies just kind of hanging out around a holiday spread and it says they all have on ugly christmas sweaters yeah, and it says something along the lines of like when i say having a night in this is what i mean go follow us on instagram if you want to see this meme what it is um, but it should be pretty close to the top but lauren posted that i saw it didn't think anything of it my mom messaged me later that day and said I know all of those ladies. I grew up and went to church with them. And she named like four of the five women in the picture. Yeah. This was a picture that Lauren found on a meme account with like 14,000 likes on it. Yes. And this is a small town church group of ladies in like North Georgia. Say, you want to say the church Yeah, name? it's Burning Bush Baptist Church. If that so tells you how small this is. It's so tiny. And so I was like, how in the world did a picture of four ladies at a Christmas party in like the 80s or 90s. End up on our podcast Instagram <laughs> page. And if you just knew this church and knew how small it was and like how small that community is it really just doesn't make sense i i still have to explain to some of those people how to upload a picture to facebook which is not a bad thing it's just more of like a how did that become a viral meme i don't know well we're really switching gears today as we explained before lauren is giving me the reins if you listen to our first season we did an episode all about taylor swift herself the folklore freak out yes kind of gave the whole in the name of our podcast is basically named after her so we had to pay homage to taylor swift but today we're kind of switching into Something that it could be similar to Taylor Swift in the fact that they have an army of people both literally and figuratively behind them. But this is the world of K-pop. Um, I have kind of talked about that. If you've listened to this, you've heard my journey into falling into the deep hole that is K-pop. Our listeners have kind of watched your journey live. It has Because like the first week they were like, oh, okay. Like you kind of mentioned it. And then the next week you're like. And then, like last week, yeah. I was late because I was uh, unboxing an album. And Our forgot listeners my podcast have been mic. through it with you. I know, and like to the point where I had a friend from high school that was driving home from law school, like last week, the like a day before Thanksgiving. He called me, was talking to me about stuff, was talking about the podcast. His next question was, "So, uh, what's with this Korean boy band BTS that you're a fan of now?" Is so, that a joke? No, this is 100 serious. And I was kind of trying to explain it, and he said, "You know, it's kind of the last thing and the first thing." that I think Alice in Paris would be into. And I said, that is exactly how I feel about it. That it is the last thing, but now that I'm it's into so it, it makes so, so much sense. That it's expected yes, or something. pretty much. There are a couple of things that kind of got me into K-pop, but before we get there, I wanted to ask, do you have any knowledge of it? 
like at all like when you hear that what do you think of Okay, so I feel like for a couple of years, I knew it was a thing, but I just kind of didn't think about it. And mm-hmm. I tried, almost actively tried not to recognize it because I was just thinking it was like a passing fad. Like a phase. Yeah, I was just like, people are going to be over this super soon. So then the other like thing that comes to mind is Preston's like best friend from mm-hmm. college is Korean. And he's from South Korea and he came to college like... He came from Korea to college at UT and then mm-hmm. went back to Korea. So, I mean, he's like Korean through and through. And I played him a song just because I knew of K-pop. Like this was way before you were inter- yeah. like interested in it. And he was like, so they sing English? And I was like, no, this is Korean. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's not. I must not be Korean anymore. I left for too long. But that's like basically the only interactions I've had with it. And then the Halsey song. Because I do like Halsey. Yes. Boy with Love. Yes. That was also, my most listened to song of 2020. I kind of got like, I looked up a dance video of them before you were interested in it. When they were on the Grammy. Are you talking about BTS? With Halsey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I know this is generally about K-pop. Yes, But I am talking about BTS a little bit right now. Okay, so they were on a song. They performed with Halsey at the Grammys. And they do this one move where they, like, kick their leg up or something. Mm -hmm. And they are very good dancers. So I looked up dance videos one time. But, like, other than that, I've forgotten about it kind of. I wonder wonder what award show it was because they did perform at the Grammys, but not with her. They did it with... They did a remix of Old Town Road with Lil Nas X. So it they were on that. Been the but it AMAs. could have been the AMAs. But I wasn't, I'm not sure if they, I'm I not think that it was well the versed AMAs. to know for sure. But I'm I know, sure. I knew it wasn't the Grammys, but I bet that they did it at the AMAs. Yeah. Um, but my experience with it was kind of exactly like you. Everybody listening to this podcast for the most part, because we kind of know the demographic of who is listening to this it's all the time. It's a lot of people like us. It's a lot of people like us. You probably were around middle school or early high school when the song Gangnam Style came out in 2012. That was huge. I remember I found that song not because I found the music video, but because the Oregon dance team did the, yeah, the choreography it was from the it. Dance thing. And it was kind of like the Harlem Shake or like the uh, Mannequin Challenge where like everybody was doing it. And so I thought that was so much fun and I remember watching that music video and thinking this is so wild and what's funny is one of these things I'm going to reference a little bit the artist Psy was like I don't understand why this is so worldwide either like I'm this is the same kind of thing that I've been doing but for some reason that one song took off that's the only experience that I had with k-pop and I I didn't even know it didn't even realize that song was k-pop yes because I just think of K-pop as like boy bands. Yes, exactly. But it is it is solo artists as well. But it is primarily the boy band formula that has given them a lot of success. Yeah. So one thing that kind of got me into K-pop was watching something called Explained on Netflix. It's a series that goes into all kinds of stuff. They have one about cults. They have stuff about the coronavirus. Like it's very interesting. And they did just a 20-minute episode on K-pop. So Zari, who this episode is definitely dedicated to because this is 100% her fault. She's definitely um, listening to this episode right now. She is, and she will fact-check me, and I'm looking forward to it. But <laughs> um, when I watched this episode, this is what got me interested in it because I had seen some music videos. I thought, wow, this is wild. I don't really understand this. But it really goes into the history of how it started so i don't want to go to i'm not going into the history of korea but <laughs> south korea is a very different place than north korea and a lot of that kind of just spiraled after world yeah. war ii with how political alliances shifted but south korea's government kind of controlled music and media for a really long time so it wasn't until literally 1992 that the first group that is considered k-pop Tezji and the boys 
performed on a show they have a lot of music shows in korea kind of like we do and so they performed on a show they kind of got a lot of pushback because their lyrics were a little bit more like against the older generation and stuff but they kind of got the peg of the korean new kids on the block so you can think of kind of how they dressed and sang and danced and how it would be so similar to what happened over here yes with new kids on the block backstreet boys at the same time pretty much and so it was kind of like this revolutionary moment in music because they kind of they got a lot of pushback for a while to the point where they retired just like five years later so i mean before 2000 this group was done but the korean government saw how much money they brought to the country and everything that people buying records people watching them on shows and they had had kind of a financial issue in the 90s a collapse of kind of their their economy yes and so the korean government looked at their success and said you know what this is going to be a way to stimulate our economy but it also is people are caring about korean culture so they, that is kind of what got it to go to the breaking point. And that was 20 years ago, like 25 years ago. So this has been very, very recent. Wow. Um, but at that time, three big labels were formed. There's more labels now, whereas like in the U.S., I can't think of a lot other than like Sony. I can't, like, what are, you know, Universal, probably better than I do. Big Machine. Okay. Well, I only know Big Machine because that was what Taylor Swift, Taylor. but <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't know that. But like Universal, Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, there they have three that are like the big powerhouses. And since those were formed kind of in the mid-90s, they have just taken off and created this formula for how to create groups. And that is what K-pop is today. Um, They kind of create this system called idol groups. So like it's kind of like here, One Direction, for example, because a lot of people know One Direction. Like they would be considered an idol group if they came out of a Korean factory system. Yeah. And the individual people would be called idols. So when you hear that, it's not like they were an American idol or anything. It's just that's what they call them. But these companies like SM Entertainment, JYP, and YG, those are the big three music companies in Korea, they started these schools where people will go. They have like to audition. Like an academy, yes. kind of. They audition to get in, learning if they're a rapper, a singer, if they're going to be a dancer. They have classes that it is just about learning how to be a K-pop idol. And then once you kind of get good enough, they put you in a group. And then when you're in a group, you train for years until you debut. Like it is... Like, if you think of, like, a book you've read where you think of this crazy music school, it is that is a real reality And it's in so Korea. even far from, like, Juilliard or something because yes. it's more just, like, we are, you were in school to be mass marketed. Yes. Not you were in yes, school to exactly. be an artistic genius. Yeah, it's not like you're just learning to be the expert artistic. on the violin. It's, like, you're learning how to be the best at your category of what you're kind of like defined as but then you're also learning how to be well-rounded and all those other skills so that you can fit into a group exactly and so I think that that is so fascinating wait so like do their parents but did you say did their parents like put them in it or did they get selected for it they get selected you have to audition so you so, would go audition for a panel of people okay. and then they but would But not pick you everyone for the wants to do this. Like some not, parents no. would be like, but how young are they? It depends. I know that for some so there's a documentary on Netflix called about Blackpink and they're the probably the biggest girl group in the world right now. Um, but they one of the girls, I think they were like 14, 15 around Oh, then. okay. So That's it's not as young as I was thinking. Super young, I was thinking like six, like before they no, could decide. No, and there, I mean, there could be exceptions to that because I don't know everything about it, but I think a lot of them, it's kind of like mid-teens they when can you have enough talent to know if you're going to be able to okay. get in it or not. Um, but they will, once you're in one of these systems or you're placed in a group, you will work with your group for years before you debut. And the crazy thing about these groups is they are hand-selected to 
fit a certain mold because usually a lot of the groups have at least four or five people there are big there's a group that has 13 in one group oh there is one that because people in korea if you did not know this at the age of 28 you have to go and serve in the military for two years there i think they just amended that to where if you've been a great contributor to society you don't have to go until you're 30 so they're trying to help k-pop artists be able to stay in a little bit longer k-pop artists yeah basically so there's one group that's called nct and they have three branches but all that group is considered one group and it has like 27 members in it but they created it so that when people have to go to the military they, they can, can keep replacing it so the group is like it's like a corporation almost and it'll oh, just last like think about gosh. that think about the business idea of this and this was all so that korean culture could, could be consumed by a global market um so wow the government of, is not behind the u.s music scene like this no at like and, whatsoever and korea's it's not really anymore now they are a democratic government so before that they kind of had a dictatorish Wills, leader yeah. that was kind of at the head of why it took so long for music to be able to change but it's just now the one of their biggest businesses is their music it's just like one of their biggest exports and it's similar I would say. here but like it's not very centralized no. like that people and, are just their own independent mm-hmm. players and i think a lot of that is just a cultural difference between the u.s and korea because i feel like we both put a value on hard work but i think in the u.s it's a lot about the american dream of like luck is a part of individualized like you do your own yes. thing too. and luck has a large, large part and it's like you work hard but then if you get a break like you can make it whereas in korea a lot of that can be you work hard for a long time you keep your head down and the success will come so that plays into some of the criticisms of this factory yeah. industry because a lot of people look into how it's bad for mental health because those whatever label you're with like controls your life you're touring all the time you're putting video content out because these artists have youtube channels with content coming out every day sometimes it's like two minutes long but sometimes it's like a 50 minute behind the scenes of like the grammys and so it's like every aspect of your life is under a microscope That's but there's why a lot of you're pressure saying this is your hobby yeah. because it's literally that much time it's not just yes. an interest that you have it's you can call it a hobby because you need to spend that much time on it. Yes, there's literally the for so for me, BTS is my favorite group and we'll look at them in just a second as to like make a lot of this make sense through a specific group, but they have videos come out every single day and it's sometimes it's a music video practice it's practicing for the grammys it's interviewing for a show it's them traveling to a concert but every single day something is coming out they also do live streams they have shows that they put out on apps they're on that jimmy come out fallon, every day like yes they're on jimmy fallon for like a week straight they're performing the same song maybe four times in a week and they're all unique performances like they're working very very hard but one thing i thought was interesting from the show that i watched a woman was interviewed at the end kind of trying to say like what about this hard culture that they're in like that seems like it could be damaging and her quote is uh that actually gets to the core of k-pop it's so korean so to speak to be patient and endure and finally achieve what you want is greatly valued and respected in korea yeah so while it is a tough lifestyle they work so hard to get there that it's almost respect is everything to them that respect and then the love of their fans that they even if it's difficult they want to do it because they wouldn't put all that time and energy into it if not and at the end of the day they choose to be there pretty much and they could walk away if they wanted to yes um that's pretty much how k-pop got started kind of the overarching like what you think of when you see it and kind of understanding why is it this big thing because if you don't know a lot about k-pop it is known for like the the style the choreography the music videos the performances like it is 
wild. And the most comparable person I can think of to it in the U.S. that maybe is a fraction of the how Beatles. crazy they are. No, I was going to say Taylor Swift. Honestly, oh, because right now. when she does a lot of things, like she really puts a lot of care into it's the calculated. branding. She she still creates pretty big music videos, even though other people don't necessarily do that all the time. The army of people she has supporting her and how crazy they get about streaming her stuff. When yeah. she performs, how it's just a big to-do all the time. That is the most comparable person I can think of yeah and like the records when I've heard I've watched a podcast episode like a very brief thing Mm -hmm. to get prepared for this episode and when they were talking about the records that like BTS has set and everything the way they were talking about them is the way people talk about Taylor Swift too like this is the first time that anyone has done blah 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 like Taylor's gets Taylor gets that every week too Mm -hmm. so it was like very I could see the different like parallels between the two so Lauren referenced them a little bit earlier, and I've definitely said it on this podcast a couple times, but my favorite group of K-pop, which is definitely not an argument, the biggest global band in the world right now, is BTS. Yeah. So looking into what we just talked about, that was a lot of like the business side, a lot of nitty gritty about K-pop, but BTS is a good example of like how this factory system works, how you kind of come out as a well-rounded group and how that kind of translates into a global audience. So BTS, they made their debut and like break, broke through in the U.S. in 2017. So at the American Music Awards, they performed one of their songs. And at the awards that year, they won Top Social Artist. And that was a yes. super big deal because they beat out a six-year Justin winning streak Bieber. by Justin Bieber. Okay, that was on that podcast. Yes. And they also, they beat Selena Gomez, they beat Ariana Grande, and they've won that award every year since, which is kind of wild to think about because now that social media has gotten even bigger, like people like Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, they have a gigantic following. Yeah. Well, I remember that performance mm-hmm. because I was like... I was so confused and I was kind of like mad because I was like, why are they taking this much time of the American Music Awards, which is so ethnocentric of me. And I like, that was before I studied abroad. That is a $5 word. I'm proud of that. <laughs> that. That was like before I studied abroad. And so I was just like, this is the American Music Awards. Why are they trying to bring in like a different culture? I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember the fans, um, like, you couldn't hear anything because even on the live production, like you could hear BTS, BTS. And I was like, these people are crazy. But now I'm like way more worldly centered and I and like don't can, think yeah. that anymore. But well, that's they talk about that this country is one of the hardest for people to break to through. get into. And one thing that Zari has kind of talked to me about Zari is originally from the Philippines, like her whole family like extended family behind her parents lives in the Philippines and so or is from there they not all of them live there now but she was talking to me about how they're like listening to American artists isn't odd listening to other countries country artists from other countries is not weird whereas here I know that I don't actively listen to people from other countries. Breaking through here is difficult, and that's one thing that was kind of interesting. So recently, you might have heard of BTS more than you ever probably would have before. Yeah, I think they're getting to be more of a... I don't know if I would say their household name, because mm-hmm. I don't think my parents would know them. Yes, definitely But not. <laughs> people our age, for sure, are going to know mm-hmm. semi what it is and you might be wondering like why all of a sudden do we hear about them now because very recently in august they released their first ever all english single dynamite which increased listenership to k-pop and bts on spotify by 300 percent. that was me like i listened to that song and that's what made me start listening to them because i was like oh this is fun i put it on my running playlist and then i started so listening Boy to with it love more. wasn't like Mm-mm. a helpful thing for them it was i mean it was because i think featuring with american artists they have a song with love they have one with yeah. Halsey. Nicki minaj is featured 
featured on one of their songs. Like they have features with people, Steve Aoki, but that was Dynamite was the one that kind of broke through because I think it being in all English made people yeah. say, "Wow, okay, I like this." This is song. the same as listening to like Justin Bieber or yes. something. Yeah, something just different. And then even in the last two weeks, they just had an album come out, and all seven there's eight technically tracks on it one of them is just them talking in korean but the other seven all the songs debuted on the billboard top 100 and they just got their first grammy nomination for best pop group performance or duo they have to be so excited and they they have a reaction video on twitter and it is the sweetest thing because they have hundreds of millions of followers and they've been on like every award show you can think of but, but that has excited. been a goal the of theirs to be nominated for or perform solo on the grammys and so seeing their reaction to that was the sweetest they were so I excited they solo. i bet that they are going to ask them to especially if they're nominated because they did like we mentioned this earlier but they one of their rappers in the group um did a Jimin. version of no Oh, I'm so proud you know that name, but no, he's not a rapper. But RM, who was their leader, he did a version of Old Town Road with Little Nas X. Oh, yeah. So they were with like Mason Ramsey and him and Billy Ray Cyrus in a performance last year. Um, and that was kind of a big thing for them as well because it just got them more like recognition. Right. I remember seeing that. We watched that yeah. in your room in Snowflake yeah. last year. And look how far I have come. Oh, my gosh. You never would have <laughs> known then. Like, never. But why BTS? I mean, they are my favorite group that got me into K-pop, but I kind of just got into watching them because I watched Carpool Karaoke with James Corden. That is a good episode. And it it's is cute. It is a very cute little episode. And I remember watching that last year when it came out. or It's been out for a little while, but I remember seeing it and thinking, okay, I can get why people like them. Like, they're a lot it of fun. It was cute. Then I saw other things. They also did something on James Corden where they all hid around the studio. And then I James Corden that. and Ashton Kutcher went to go find them. And whoever found four of the seven members first won. That was so. That one was also very adorable. It also... They also performed in Grand Central Station on Jimmy Fallon. Like, they shut it down in the middle of the night. And they that. did a performance. And it was awesome. And so, one, that showed me that people... Artists... Perf- appearing on late night shows actually works as like yeah making them more i know i'm always like who watches late night shows but it's just because i'm not up that late and i forget that people watch that but then i watch things like even james corden's carpool karaoke with celine dion i watched that and it made me start listening to her more the video made me start listening to her kind of what are more successful i think and so it showed me that those actually work but too you got to see their personalities so even though i don't understand korean their leader is fluent in english so he was able to translate for everyone so he's the leader yes rm is the leader so if you watch carpool karaoke which will be linked below the one in the front seat that is rm there he speaks english and he learned to speak english by watching friends he did he started watching friends and then jen who's a member of the group in the back seat makes a joke and he's like i watch friends and i don't know english which is very funny we have seven members of bts lauren so i'm gonna break it down for you so earlier when i talked about the groups are formed and they all have a role each member of bts has a role so rm the one the in the front is the leader. He speaks English, but he's also a rapper. Then, going in age order, yes, I know this is sad that I know this, uh, but that's kind of how you learn them, is Jin. Jin is considered, a, he's a vocalist, but he's also a visual. So they literally have people in K-pop that are put in groups because they're they attractive. They look pretty. Yes, and they look pretty. So that is Jin. But how does it come, like, how do people learn the roles and know that he was put in because he's visually attractive? That is a good point. I have no idea. You just, somebody told you. Somebody told but me. But who told them? Like, you know. I don't know. Zari, who told you? Please tell me later. I have no idea. Um, the next person is Suga. He is a rapper. Then we I have, haven't heard of him. Then you have J-Hope. He is the best I've dancer and a rapper. 
you probably have heard of him from me because he is my bias. People's biases in groups are their favorite one. So that's just how you say it. Um, then we have, oh shoot, I get the younger ones, these two mixed up. I think Jimin is next. He is the one that is baby mochi on the carpool karaoke Oh my episode. gosh, I think I like him. I figured that he probably so would. Cute. He is a dancer as well and he's a vocalist. His voice, I know that it's kind of like weird to I don't know. It's weird Even to think about. Even when they're singing Korean, you can tell they have a good his voice. His voice is amazing because his voice is so high. I just do not understand how he sings like that, but he has such a beautiful voice. Then there is V, and he is a visual and a vocalist, and then Jungkook, who's the youngest. And the youngest, and he's a vocalist as well, but the youngest in a K-pop group is called the Maknae. So if you ever like see that or hear that somewhere, I don't really understand like why they have a designated name for that, but that's just the youngest so person in the group. So the people who aren't even a visual role or a um, vocal role, they still sing. Everyone yes, sings, Everyone right? sings. Okay. It's just more of Some people uh, might do more solos and everything. Yes. Okay. So like for BTS, they have like the three rappers, rappers. and the four vocalists, really kind of how I think about it. That may not necessarily be correct, but the rappers still sing, but the singers don't rap. You know, it's kind of like yes. one of those things. Like they still sing together. And then even though there are two dancers that are considered the better dancers, everybody they all still dance. dances. They but all when dance they so kind of well. line them up, you will you can tell that they put a strong dancer in the center, but they'll put like sometimes the two better dancers on the wing. So that's like the front looks so strong, but then the guys in the back may not be as like better, as good at dancing. This is a side note, else. but they are so together. And I think what that is, what's mm-hmm. so pleasing about this group is it's the visual. Yeah. Like happiness it's like asmr but like like watching them is literally it's like you're watching best friends that genuinely like being together it's the serotonin for me like when they Mm -hmm. are so together because i love seeing that Mm because i'm i'm like a cheerleader so i appreciate when people dance yeah like together so yeah i really like and they it really is it is not like one Direction, I love them, but they were known for not being able to dance. They never no, they danced. just walked around like... They had good energy be, and yeah. you liked them, but they were not in sync. Like, K-pop groups are in sync and they do everything just like timed and perfect and it looks so good. Yeah. Um, but BTS, I'm going to tell you this, Lauren. Their name means... I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher this. Boy so scouts. if you guys know Korean, I'm so sorry. But it's Bangtan Sonya Don and it means Bulletproof Boy Scouts. So the point of them being like bulletproof is because like we talked about earlier, those pressures in Korea, that very kind of like honored, respect, hardworking kind of values that comes with a lot of pressure on artists. And so they wanted to be bulletproof against expectations. I can understand that. And so kind of like Taylor Swift would change with her eras. They didn't really change, but they had a shift in the middle of their careers. They started to get more global. So BTS now, they just kind of it stands for like behind the scenes because they want you to see behind the scenes of them as artists. But it's really just BTS and it it's doesn't just, have to mean anything. It's just BTS. You don't have to think about it that deep. They just kind of changed because BTS gets applauded a lot because they have a lot of lyrics in their songs about talking about mental health, talking about things that maybe were taboo in Korea at the time, but talking about being depressed, being angry, being frustrated at the limelight and kind of the negative emotions that come with yeah. like being a teen growing up in the spotlight. And that's that's big. I mean, that's been big here for people, but I think it's just a little bit more common here yeah. where we don't think about it as much anymore. Also, if they're uploading all those YouTube videos every single day, mm-hmm. they're literally showing us behind the scenes yeah. of them all you the see, time. You see a lot of them and like you'll see stuff of them crying on performances when they thought they didn't do good enough because they want to please their fans and they don't want their fans to be disappointed. That and makes you me want to cry. I know you 
see that and you're like, they care so much. Like there's a reason why they've resonated with so many people. Um, but that is basically the overview that I have on BTS. One thing that I think is so cool is they've matched the Beatles record with three number one albums in one year. And they've also were the first Korean group to play in Wembley Stadium. Um, and Zari and I went and saw their latest like movie that they had in theaters before theaters shut down. And when they're playing Wembley, they have clips of it. They don't show it a lot. But Jin, who's their like oldest member, was doing the Freddie Mercury call and response from the Live Aid concert. Oh my god! And that gave me chills. I was like, I don't know why, but that is so cool that this group that's from Korea yeah decades later is paying tribute to one of Freddie the greatest Mercury, bands of all time one of the greatest performances one of the greatest like harmonizers and performers and like crazy costumes and, like talk about somebody paving the way for a group in korea to be able to do what they're doing like that's yeah, just wild that's a good point well i think the comparison i wrote this down after i listened to that podcast mm-hmm. episode but the comparison to the beatles is like so strange to me mm-hmm. i don't know why but it's like I don't know. The Beatles seem like this very, like... Untouchable, almost. Yeah, and almost... They seem like an Americana band, even though they're from mm-hmm. England. Like, there's nothing American about them. But I don't know why I just seem like... I feel like the Beatles are so different from BTS. I think, how could you compare these two? But they're really very similar, if you think about it. It's like two different eras, but they both have transformed a lot yeah. of things in so, that era and i mean yeah every history of rock teacher will tell you that the beatles transform music globally not yeah. just in the united states so so i wonder I if sense. in like 50 years it i wouldn't think that was like a weird comparison but now know, it's question. like yeah the beatles are the beatles but now i'm like bts they're not the beatles but in 50 years like i probably will put them on the same level maybe that'd be interesting to think about and i wonder if too just because we have such a close connection with like the uk i wonder yeah, if that's why it seems it's a so lot different. easier for us to like it's associate with ourselves mm-hmm. with those people so yeah that is interesting the only other thing that i like wrote down that i'm really like floored by is their schedule yeah because taylor in her early days was very much on this same kind of tour it was like ellen degeneres and then we're gonna go on a late show and then the next day we have to film this music video and then the next day you have a shoot with cover girl and then the next day you're gonna be on the cover of 17 magazine mm-hmm. also another thing i was thinking about was one time I, forget, I think it was the amas and it was the first year that taylor swift had been to an award show for a couple years because she took like two years off so she went to the amas and they were there and she like said hi to them or somebody said like oh what do you think about taylor swift and one member in the group was like who but then the guy who speaks english was like oh blah 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 blah. and then he was like oh yeah we love her there's videos of them meeting backstage and they are like after she walks away they're all like oh my gosh taylor swift but people were like down on taylor in that couple months and i remember seeing people be like lol at blah 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 not even knowing who she is or something like that and i was like that oh no so they, mean. i feel like they for sure knew who she was it was they were probably just more of just a confused about language thing about. yeah because i know you sent to me jen the oldest member of bts he had a playlist of like his favorite songs on spotify that was curated and the one by taylor swift was like number one on the list and you sent that to me and i was like i did it's like worlds colliding that (laughs) makes me so happy you have no idea but yeah they there's one of those videos that is released on their youtube channel that they have every day i watched it and it was them at the grammys this year and just showing how excited they were to meet all these artists it's one of my favorite interactions is cardi b comes up to them and she's like do y'all know how 
how big you are? Have you seen Twitter? The people on Twitter are always talking about you guys. And I was like, that, that, those two, talk about two very different artists coming together. But I remember seeing that and thought that was so funny. And I don't remember, which one was she married to of Migos? Was it? Uh, Offset. Offset. Yeah, I think that's right. And he was like just standing there. They were standing on there. He uh, was just carpool kind of, karaoke, right? Yeah, they were. That's a good one, too. That is a good one. Okay, guys, coming from someone who has no reason to tell you this, go watch the BTS carpool karaoke because it is just funny. It's just a comedic thing. It is a good You video. don't have to care whatsoever about Korea or K-pop or these people. Go watch that episode. It's hilarious. Wow. I didn't even have to tell her to say that. No, No. Allison's not sitting here behind the scenes, like, putting a gun to my head. Like, I really said that. (laughs) Well, speaking of, so it's not necessarily carpool karaoke, but it might be the next best thing. I have conned Lauren into, for our final little K-pop segment here today, I have a game devised for us. Oh, wow. We've actually scored. Sorry. Yeah, Preston texted me and said, (laughs) but I didn't want to interrupt I'm looking up the score of the Tennessee game, guys. Um, We're not losing too bad right now. Uh, But to kind of really show this whole K-pop thing and put it into perspective as to like, okay, Allison understood the background of it. Now she sees BTS in some fun videos and she's like, I wonder what the deal is with this. So then the next step was watching the music videos. Lauren, have you ever seen a K-pop music video that you can think of? Did you ask me if I had seen a K-pop video or a BTS video? Just a K-pop in general. I watched the Selena Gomez Blackpink thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I Selena that. Gomez looks so good in that music video. She I'm does. happy that she's doing it. It got watched really hot. It did. Blackpink has a lot of, they get a lot of views very, very fast. I don't understand I know people how. are obsessed with Lisa or something like that. Oh, I do. I like Lisa. She's my favorite member in yeah, that group. I see people tweet like, Lisa could run me over and I would say thank you or <laughs> she's something. The, Blackpink is, like I said, they're one of the biggest girl groups. They have a documentary on Netflix. It was very interesting, very well shot. Um, but they're just a four-person girl group. And Lisa oh. is their rapper. Funny enough, she's from Thailand. She's not even Korean. Oh. But which, that's a whole other thing. But there are some people that are from Korea or Japan or China that, that end up in these groups. Okay. What is going to happen next is I am going to have Lauren watch just three music videos that I picked out. She's lucky because I had eight on the list that I had to narrow down. I was never going to make you watch that many. She's just giving me big eyes right now. But I wanted to pick the one that I remember being the craziest one that I saw when I first got started, one that is my absolute favorite, and then one that is wild and just like, what drug trip was the person who thought of this music video on? And we are going to get her commentary. So obviously I'm not going to play just like nine minutes of Lauren talking about music videos on here because that would be very boring for you guys. This is not a visual medium. But if you want to play along, I am going to link the three music videos we have down in the show notes. If you do not care about that at all, I'll put timestamps on this and you can skip this little section. But I highly just, if you're interested in this at all, encourage you to just pick one of these music videos to watch. My pick for you would be to pick the first one or the third one because they are just so wild and it kind of explains how crazy these music videos and the choreography are. Uh, But... Lauren is going to get a full taste of K-pop starting right now. The first song that we are going to be watching the music video for is Blood, Sweat, and Tears by BTS. Is that the leader? Yes. Okay. I always think his name is Jimin. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay, that guy can move his hips so well. Did you just see when he went like that? With the red hair? His hips are (laughs) popping. It's interesting because... This is like the type of sensuality that I usually see in a female music video mm-hmm. in America. Is he chained up to the door with his blindfold? <laughs> Wait, is this a whole new song now? No, this is just part of the music video. What are your oh. thoughts? I think that if I could understand what they were saying, it wouldn't be as weird 
because I think that video was very much like an Ariana Grande video, a like Miley Cyrus video, a Selena Gomez video. So I understand that it's like crazy, but also I was very surprised because it feels very like feminine sexuality in a way that like Britney Spears was portrayed in her music videos or like it just seems very sexualized like they're selling sex a little bit like Beyonce or Britney Spears. I would say this music video was probably is probably the most like that. Yeah, it just is similar to, like, Toxic by Britney Spears. Yes. So, that was number one. Okay. Number two is a real vibe switch. So... Because it's Boy With Love, which is, is just, like, a fun, cute... So, this one does have Halsey. So, we have a... I like Halsey. American artist. I feel like she fits well with them. Hopefully, they do the kick move. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know oh, this yeah. one, oh, yeah. kind of. Yes, the kick. <laughs> I live for that kick. This one's a lot different than the last video because it's much... It, this is just cute. Yeah. This it's is more like adorable. Youthful. Yeah. The other one was them trying to be old. What's crazy is their youngest member right now is 24. So he's still two years older than us. But they look... They still look they like look they're young. They look so young. What did you think about this music video compared to the last one that we just watched? Super cute. Just... I think I've seen it. I figured you probably had, sure. but yeah. I just, I love the aesthetic of this video, I so love those I kicks. had to include it. The kicks are so fun. I yeah. knew that you recognized them because of the They're kicks. They're good dancers. They definitely are. This last one, there are two versions of the music video. There's one with Nicki Minaj and one without her, but of course I had to put the one with her because yeah. when I heard this rap. Nicki Minaj. The giraffe. Irone. Did Jim and draw that? <laughs> this one looks like less camera quality than that first one. That first one was very cinematic. You said that completely right. They're such good dancers. What's good Korea? <laughs> I've been a boss for my whole Korea. That's great. One of my favorite aspects of these music videos is they will do this crazy choreography in two different settings, but they'll do a cut where it looks like it's the exact the like same it, thing. the exact moment, but it's a whole different scene. Like I just want to be an editor on one of these music videos to see what it looks like. I'd love to see the timeline for this. That's a very editing nerd thing to say, but that's fine. Um, which one of those videos do you think was your favorite if, of the three that you just watched? Um, I liked the last one. You did? That, yeah. one, that one is wild, but it is for sure my favorite. Yeah, well, I liked it. I'm Lauren, thank you for letting us do this whole thing, but we can't end without the most important thing when you get into a fandom is the BuzzFeed quizzes. We oh. have a BuzzFeed quiz on our thing. Which member okay. are you most like? We're going to take this little quiz. Okay. Lauren, who do you have as your most similar BTS person to you? J-Hope. No, it's yes. not. <laughs> That's your Are bias, you kidding? Right? Read, what does it say? What does the description Lighting say? up the room whenever you enter. Your personality is very eccentric and fun-loving. Trying to cheer people up is your goal every day, even if it means you ignore your own feelings occasionally. Just like Hobie. I'm dead. <laughs> Who's Hobie? That's just a nickname for him. You have a love for fashion and can pull off anything you wear. When it comes to your passions, you become very serious, unlike your usual carefree personality. Overall, you are a ray of sunshine in everyone's life. <laughs> I love that that's who you have. you got to be kidding me. Oh, my gosh. Who's you? I am Jimin. So, just like our mochi, you are very cute and kind. Okay. <gasps> you love and care for your friends and are always available to support them when they need it most. You are most known for your ethereal vibe and cool manner. Okay. Oh. I, don't, I don't know that that's true. <laughs> your hard work always pays off in your success and people look up that's to you true. for inspiration. Overall, you definitely have an old and compassionate soul. 
That's true. I feel like the that's last true. part of that was. I do not feel like I have an ethereal vibe. Yeah, you're not giving me ethereal vibes. Because I'm not really angelic and like transcendent of time, but I'll take it. So that does it for the K pop episode. Lauren, was there any of that that you were like, wow, I'm kind of surprised or. Like, what are your um, thoughts on this whole K-pop thing now that we've sat and talked about it for an hour? I thought I was going to be, like, bored discussing this, honestly. Like, I'm just being honest with you guys. Not that I didn't want to do this episode because I love doing the podcast, but I wasn't super, like, excited about it. Like, I am our usual topics, mm-hmm. but I actually enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was fun. It wasn't a waste of time to me. Like, I thought it was going to be a little bit. No offense. Like, <laughs> okay. I'm just being honest. But I actually really enjoyed it. I'm glad that you did. I was very excited about putting the research into it because I didn't just want to sit here and talk about nothing. Like I genuinely like the business side. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. And it's I this enjoy that cultural too. component that is so different than our daily lives. And I think that that's why it was just so interesting to me in the beginning. And then now that I've bought in, it's like, this is such a cool thing. And I get why people, I've had several people come up to me and talk to me like would you actually like that is that a joke so this whole me I don't, yeah inspiration for this episode was our my friend amy who was on season two um her husband was asking me about it and was like do you actually like this and we had a 30 minute conversation about this and he was like that's really interesting so that made me want to do this because there may be some of you out there who are like i don't get why you like this so much and hopefully yeah. you got something and took something away from this i got something something out of it but i'm not gonna listen to them so. i don't blame but you. Okay. i honestly don't listen to anybody except Taylor Swift, to be honest. Like, I will listen to... You know where Lauren's loyalties lie, and that is okay. (laughs) I listen to either Taylor Swift or indie folk, like, singers that are kind of like the Lumineers or something. Like, that's my vibe, or Taylor Swift, not K-pop. But it's fine. whenever they're on an award show or they're at the Grammys or something, you'll have even more of an appreciation for them Yes, I won't be mad when I see them anymore, but I probably won't listen to them. But I still enjoyed this episode. That is a-okay with me. Thank you for letting me do this. I know that you're a little like, no, that's fine and that'll be cool, but I'm a little like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. (laughs) yeah. But I liked it. I'm glad. Thank you for letting me do it. Oh gosh. Oh, but I had the story I wanted to say for Lauren. So after all of this, I've kind of, I mean, I really am only like, this is my third month into being a fan of BTS. It feels like you've been a fan forever. Right? Well, I'm at the news station a week and a half ago and BTS was performing on Good Morning America. And that's your sister station or whatever. Yes. Cause we're an ABC affiliate. And so they'd been promoing it. And I'd heard some of the directors in my headset make comments about it, not in like a mean way, but they were talking to someone about it, but I kind of forgot about it. But the day after they were at the AMAs and they won top, top social artist again, one of the directors asked a producer sitting back in the newsroom, he said, hey, like, what did they win? And she was explaining it in a way where it's like, you know what you're talking about. So I keyed in because I was like, I should make a better effort to talk to the people at the news station because I don't because it's very you early in the morning. You just yourself. Yeah. And so I said, hey, blah, blah, blah. Do you like BTS? This woman shrieked into her she? headset. I do not want to reveal her age, but it is almost twice ours shrieked into her headset so after the news is over at 7 a.m she comes out there sits with me talks to me about bts for an hour and like k-pop in general so i was like this is so wild i texted zari i said listen to what just happened this is so crazy i just happened to bring it up so like two days later i go back into the newsroom to talk to her because i never go back there and i was like hey i saw them on the late show with james corden did you watch that we start talking and i asked i was like what exactly is your role here just like out of the blue and she's like oh i'm the executive producer (laughs) or like 
she's like the head of the person and doing the producing on that side in the morning and so on accident i befriended the person who hired me at the new station before i started working there and i've now befriended one of the like head people on the backside in the mornings because she likes bts so maybe god's doing me a favor and trying to help me get a job maybe that's what it is literally (laughs) the next words out of my mouth were gonna be do you think god is nudging you a little bit to work in news Maybe. And I'm not even joking. I don't Allison. know. We'll see. We'll that see. That feels very serendipitous. Right? Like, I just feel like that was so wild and such a weird coincidence because it's not like you meet people. Like be, finding out that someone's playing BTS. I went to Orange Theory on Thursday. The first song in the playlist was Mic Drop by BTS, which is a really good song. It's a good workout song. And I was like, what is happening? Like, they're ever, it's like anytime I hear it somewhere now, it's like a weird, whoa, are we going to be friends kind of thing? Because oh it's not gosh. like a common thing here. So I just thought that that was so weird. Especially for context that we live in East Tennessee, Tennessee. in a mid-sized town yeah so, so like, i could find someone but it's not like i'm living in new york we don't live in new york city where or there's LA a bigger melting or, pot of people yeah so i just thought that was really weird that i don't know really weird i kind of like maybe that's like a weird sign but i read into things too fast so who knows oh gosh well guys enough of me talking about k-pop i promise that i've gotten a lot of this out of my system i will try to keep it toned down in the rest of the episodes no, of this season be yourself okay thank you well i mean i will i will love myself love yourself as bts told me to do but moving forward from that lauren and i have our one of the week that we want to catch you up on which is our favorite thing of the week lauren what is your one of the week this week i'm gonna need you to go first you want me because to go first? i don't know okay yeah Sorry, guys. This is a live look. I usually decide <laughs> ahead of What's time. What's funny is somehow, this is usually me. I'm the one that never knows and Lauren knows. I usually always know. But this week, I'm like... Well, I can go first. Okay. If that would make you feel better. That would make me feel so, better. switching gears on the music track. Miley Cyrus's album, Plastic Hearts, is my one of the week. I am very surprised because I have not liked any of her original stuff since she started doing stuff on her own. Maybe Since like Party in t- the USA. Yeah, like maybe one or two songs are on a workout playlist, but I'm not going to say that I love them. And I think you and I were talking about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I we after her cover of Heart of Glass at the iHeart Music Awards, we talked about how good she is, how we love her covers. And I told you... I think she would have fit so good in, like, the late 70s, early 80s. She is a good singer. Yes. If she was, like, a Joan Jett and the Heartbreakers, heart, like, that era of rock and roll vibe, I feel like that fits her. So I look at this album before I started listening to it. Features Joan Jett, Stevie Nicks, uh, Billy Idol, and then Dua Lipa. And while she's newer, I just remember seeing that. And I was like, I maybe that I actually she's know what I'm talking. She's leaning into well, what? Well, she's leaning into what I think her strengths are. She yeah. has a lower voice that's very raspy and edgy. I feel like it fits her. And it also made me feel proud of myself that I feel like I kind of do know what I'm talking about when I talk about music. So seeing that I was like, I was comparing her to this age and era of people. And then she has some of those people featuring on her album. But it's very Miley. Some of the things are very out there, but the beats and the way that she sings, the way that the production is, it just really suits her voice. I, yeah, it doesn't always have to be like whistle tones and stuff, you know? So Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus, I think it's a really good album and I would give it a listen, even if it's a little out of your wheelhouse, because she's a little out of mine, but I think it's a great album yeah. and it fits her so well. Sometimes I wish her persona didn't eclipse her talent because mm-hmm. sometimes which I don't want way her to, to not be herself. Yeah. I want her to be herself. But it just seems like her persona eclipses everything else about her for a lot of people and people can't look past her like very eccentric personality. Yeah. So 
like her cover of Jolene and then so good. Heart of Glass is so or that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. That is so good. But it's like I just can't get behind yeah. it because something about listening to her feels weird because of her persona but i would i wish it wasn't like that yeah i'm glad you like the album i really do like her covers i wish she would just release an entire album of covers to be honest i know which i know is probably for her she's like i want to do my own thing. yeah why would she want to do that but for me i hope she keeps doing the covers i will say one thing that i love which i know that someone around here is not a huge fan of which is lauren's husband but one of the songs is called edge of midnight and so it is literally a mashup of stevie nicks's edge of 17 with miley's new single midnight sky i oh shoot i think it is midnight sky sorry if that's not the name of it but it takes that riff at the beginning of edge of 17 mashes it with miley song and stevie sings lines for a new song so it's not like they just are giving her a credit like she's singing new lines and i just i think that's such a good fit and the one with billy idol i love that one okay i have determined what mine is i promise i was listening to you but i was also thinking at the same time (laughs) what is yours mine is christmas i am not fully (laughs) Allison's laughing at me right now, but I don't appreciate it. I also have my ears stuck that out. That is kind of why I was laughing because right you now. said that, and I was like, you kind of have the elf look right now. I have a toboggan on, but if I have my toboggan on, I can't hear that it's just well. just pushing her ears down in a way that so makes I them push look the like toboggan elf ears. up, and now my ears are <laughs> okay. Anyway, anywho, I have gotten bit by the Christmas bug. What's the score? Twenty-four to seven. Anywho, it doesn't matter. I have gotten bit by the Christmas bug this week. And, you know, I'm a festive person all year round. Any holiday I get like 100% committed to. Allison just spilled water down her shirt. Okay, get to the Christmas. (laughs) And I have just been vibing with Christmas this week. And I don't know what about it. Because I've had my Christmas tree up since before Thanksgiving. But today, like before you came over, I was in my car and I was listening to the Frank Sinatra Christmas playlist on Apple Music. And I drove around my neighborhood for a couple more minutes because I didn't want to get out of the car because I was listening to a Frank Sinatra Christmas song. That's not normal for me. Like I I would not even do that for Taylor Swift. I would just go home and like get out of the car. So I've just been like obsessed with it. And every day I think, can I make gingerbread cookies today? Can I do this today? Can I watch a movie today that's Christmas? Like I need to calm down because we still have 20 days left until Christmas. And I'm trying to like do it all before Christmas, but it's okay. Earlier Preston said, do you want to watch the Mariah Carey Christmas special tonight with me? And I was like, what is that? And he said, I don't know. I just saw an ad for it. And I thought Aww. you would want to like, you would want to watch it. And I was like, yes, yes, I do. I love that. That is very sweet. I haven't even listened to a Christmas song yet, other than ones people played for me or like around Or me. on Instagram yeah. stories or something. I just haven't. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it yet, but I'm sure it will soon. That wraps up today's episode. I hope that was very enjoyable for you guys, as enjoyable for you guys as it was for us, because I really loved doing that. I hope you did too, Allison. I did too. I like being able to talk about the things that we're researching and interested about, because Lauren and I do that on a pretty normal basis. Yes. Also, this is a side note. We think we're going to have a PowerPoint party with our group of friends when COVID dies down a little bit. Should I do it about K-pop? Yeah, I think you should. Katie would probably love that. (laughs) But also, I hope you guys liked this episode because we may be doing a few more episodes this season where one of us is kind of the expert explaining it to the other person 
and vice versa. We may yep. be incorporating that a little bit more this season. So that's just a little look ahead. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, rate and review us, hopefully five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with someone you love, whether that's on social media, by text or in person. We hope this podcast reminds you it's nice to have a friend. See you guys next week. Bye. Ooh, can't wait.